All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. Big Leafs win this weekend, crushing all the parks, putting some miles on, 25,000 steps, get hammered at, uh, what is it, Knights of Columbus <laughs> or some medieval times last night. So yeah, just grinding away the weekend, buddy. <laughs> Here, remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Also, if you have thoughts, comments, concerns, or questions, maybe on the weekend at the week ahead here for the Maple Leafs, Hit us up in the YouTube chat down below, and we'll get to that a bit later on. But, Rosie, it was a big weekend for yours, truly. I got my first tuck of the beer league season. Felt so Ooh. good. In fact, I actually got credit for a second goal, but I didn't touch it. I told the ref I didn't touch it, but they gave it to me anyways. So uh, a two-goal afternoon for me on Sunday. No chiseling from you, hey? I thought you'd just let that second one ride, but wow, what a team guy. I am a team guy. They asked me right away, did you touch it? I said, no, I had the apple. So I knew I solidified a point at least, but like they still gave it to me. Cause you know, the scorekeeping in beer leagues a little wonky. Do you even, do you lace up anymore at all? Or that's it for you? I don't, I tried and it was, uh, I don't know. I did a year or two and then COVID and I was just, I'd always leave the rink just pissed off. Cause the puck felt like an anvil and my legs wouldn't stop burning and guys that I know that are friends are physically fighting each other and motherfucking guys from that they do business with around town and guys are losing teeth. And I'm like, this is a gong show, man. So kind of pulled out of that one and put my passion into coaching. I was going to say, what kind of beer league is like a former NHLer playing in? Like it's a pretty good level, no? 
Uh, it's all guys that like from around my town that they all played, you know, some form of junior and yeah, there's lots yeah. of guys that can play hockey. There's no doubt about it. Are you like that skill guy, uh, even though you probably predominantly weren't known for that at the NHL level, but are you a skill guy when it comes to beer league after that? I'm like a nothing guy, man. Like you go out there, you just try to have fun and you just cruise around. Then some guy picks your pocket and then everyone's like, ooh. So then you're fucking kind of like, okay, well, I'm not going to let that happen again. And then you go a little bit hard and there's like no winning. It's like, hey, can you settle down? And uh, then, like I said, you just feel like shit more and more every single every single skate, nine o'clock on a Sunday and Lord knows what town. I was just like, I think I'm good. I don't really need to be doing this anymore. So that's it for my uh, playing days, I think. I find like every beer league game turns into a fuck you fest at one point or another. We had it yeah. last Sunday where we played that young team. Like I'm 33 now and we played that young team where they're just trying to get in one at, at any potential level that they can. And they're just like their junior D days. Like it was that type of team. It's like, I got, I got no time for that at the best of the times, but specifically on a Sunday afternoon, no thank you. So I understand where you're coming from, but we're going to move forward here on the show. There's a lot to cover. Let's get over the boards. Another dub, uh, you know, I, I've been up and down lukewarm on my feelings with this team so far in the season, but I will tell you, uh, coming off Saturday's game, Rosie, really, really impressed. A 5-2 win over Buffalo. They buried them in the first period. The Sabres had no shot in that game, and that's exactly what we were looking for, right? Yeah, it sure looked that way, man. I was thinking of you going, at, at what <laughs> point do we just, you know, we're about 20 games in. Do we start yeah. to say, this team's pretty fucking good? Yeah. We can just hang our hat on that. They're pretty goddamn good. Is there some holes? Are they perfect? No. Are they going to win every single game? No. But, like, I mean, Murray's looking good. Samsonov's coming in. He was bloody really good. That one-two punch is coming. Yeah. And nowadays, when you can't play back-to-back -back nights with the goalie, I, I'm I'm starting to think, like, that's, that's more important than having a really big number one stud is having a one-two punch. And it looks like we could have that, barring any more injuries. And we're scoring at will. Defense looks more solid than it ever has. Like, we're looking good, man. I'm fucking pumped about this weekend. They just crushed them. They toyed with them. Top to bottom, they looked really, really solid. Like, let's just give credit where credit's due. No, I am. And to clarify, the Leafs are an unbelievable regular season team. I've never disputed that. It's more so in the springtime come the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're not the same team. They remind me a lot of the Vancouver Canucks back in the day, the Washington Capitals back in the day. So I wanted to clarify that because I think they're an excellent regular season team, Rosie. I always say they're, it doesn't, I just hate hanging getting hung up on what happened in the past yeah. man 20 years ago 15 years ago 10 years ago i'll go back to 1967 like it doesn't matter this group has never been together they are a new unique team with a unique identity last year does not matter and the more we harp on the past and what's happened the harder it is for that group to get the hell over the hump so i'm not playing the old yeah but yeah but i'm just sitting on the yeah. fence of great team look awesome keep riding keep rolling that's all you can fucking do. But I know that's tough to do in Leafs land when there's so much scar tissue. Yeah, tons of scar tissue. I love your optimism. I guess we'll see come the springtime. But I do understand what you are saying. I think just Leafs fans have just dealt with too much even in the last 18 years and not winning a playoff series. But there's no disputing it. Again, uh, I was really, really impressed, impressed with that game against Buffalo. Nylander scores twice. John Tavares, one and two. We'll get to JT coming up. Another revenge game, game 300. Uh, of his Maple Leafs career coming up. And Matt Murray, like that's a definitive story too of note, by the way, Eric Schalgren, 
uh, expected and projected to get the call tonight. Uh, I think that's the fair call too, right? Like load management is going to be a thing, certainly for Matt Murray. And I think you have to have confidence in whatever net minder you put out there, right? Yeah, I think so. I'm, uh, I don't mind that play at all. And he was solid for you and you got to load management him a little bit more than, you know, I would prefer a normal healthy goalie, but we don't need him going down again. He's playing solid. We're really happy. I think with where Matt Murray is right now and you don't want a setback. So, you know, and then, you know, it's a long season. You're going to need Shalgren here and there, who knows how much. So you need him to be a solid number three right now. And giving him that experience and giving him chances to get wins under his belt is, is smart, if you ask me. So, like, I would love to have either, obviously in a perfect world, Murray or Sammy in every single night. But that's not a, we don't live in a perfect world. So I, I don't mind putting Shalgren in right now. Hopefully it's maybe the last one he plays before Sammy comes back. I'm thinking with my fingers crossed, but uh, give the kids some uh, some touches, and and you're gonna have to have them in this down the stretch. I think with these two goalies, with someone's gonna go down again, it's not the last time we're gonna see them. I think it's far from a perfect world unless you're Pete Davidson, man. Like the the list that guy, the Rolodex he is building is like um, it's Hall of Fame caliber, isn't it? What's his latest right now? Emily Ratajkowski, man. Oh my God. <laughs> that guy, man, I don't get it. Like, there's funnier dudes, and I he's got something going on that just doesn't make sense, man. Because I didn't even believe the first bit. And they're girls you wouldn't think. Like, uh, who's uh, the Blade girl? That fucking she's from Click and everything. She's just an absolute sexy. I'm gonna get myself in trouble here. Missile. Uh, yeah, no, I I know what you're saying though. Like, it's. I wonder if it's starting to become a bit of a publicity stunt here. Uh, but Pete Davidson of, right? is winning at life. He's winning at life. And I'm going to try my best to segue. How about Willie Styles, William Nylander? Uh, 19 games, 10 goals, 10 assists, two tucks on Saturday. I, I crunched the numbers a bit. Uh, prorated over 82 games. We're looking at a 43-goal, 86-point clip. That would be career highs. I think it's important to note, all this conversation about Austin Matthews being eligible for an extension next summer, so is Nylander. What's that contract negotiation going to look like, Rosie? I don't know. It just makes things uh, scarier, though, right, with trying to get everything done and what are we actually going to do here. And, I mean, does that put pressure on them at the deadline? I don't think so. I think you're just going no. for it. But, like, fuck, man. How are you? You're not going to ink all these guys and keep, keep yourself under the cap. You're just not going to do it. So... I don't know, man. It's a good problem to have again when guys are playing the, you know, out their ass and putting up big numbers. And yeah, that's just a part of life, man. Contracts come due and those guys are going to want their cookies when their time comes. So I don't know, worry about that in the summer, I guess, right? And just be happy everyone's everyone's doing as well as they are. But I mean, geez, that guy's just, he's very reliable right now. Every time you look at the the sheet or who was that, it's just Willie's all over the place. And that's the thing for me. I think you want to talk about most complete players of the early season. And we'll do a one-quarter check-in coming up tomorrow on the show because they'll hit the 20-game mark tonight. So around pretty much the quarter mark of the season. John Tavares is there clearly. And then number two has to be William Nylander. Just in terms of like game-by-game -game production, um, you know, noticing the guy, I think he's been really, really steady. And again, to that point, where I think I'm more fascinated by the negotiation and everything surrounding Nylander than I am Austin Matthews, because I think it's a blank checkbook when it comes to Matthews. But as for Nylander, 
you know, that that negotiation process is going to be intriguing on so many fronts. And as mentioned, if he continues to rack up the numbers, they're going to have to pay him. And especially considering the, the, the current contract he's on too, right? Yeah. Kate Beckinsale, that's who I was thinking of back there. Kate mm. Beckinsale blew my mind with Pete Davidson. I don't get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Willie, man, it's there's a lot of stuff that's going to have to be crunched and figured out and i hope it doesn't turn into like a holdout situation that goes into the next season yeah. or who even knows what they can finagle it's i wouldn't want the job of dubis this summer to try to figure out what you can keep and what you can't and yeah blank check for austin matthews but like i assume he wants to stay in toronto i don't see any reason why he wouldn't yeah. um so say he does take it does he just bury the roster and their chance at having success and signing nylander by taking as yeah. much as he can possibly get like i mean you know guys have taken those discounts before crosby's done it and won cups because of it and you know like how much money do you need uh, of course it's you, it's your right to take as much money as, as you're you're able to get in this business but like fuck how bad do you want to bury the franchise by taking like a 16 million dollar ticket and just ruining everything behind you right just starting something on fire and then looking back and saying well I, I deserve this like well yeah but is 13 million a whole lot different than 15 or 6 like you got to open yeah. up those 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 little spots for you to fill out an actual hockey club so who knows if we'll see what if he does that or not but I like Nylander that he fucking he's scoring from everywhere, man. He can walk in top circle and roof one. He gets himself on breakaways, goes backhand, fucking top titty, or he can sit in the crease and muck it like Ryan Smith and bury those greasy ones, man. He's just he's fully rounded with scoring capabilities, and him and Tavares just seem kind of unstoppable. It's it's awesome because it takes the pressure off Marner and Matthews. Not that Marner has been feeling too much pressure lately, by the sounds of things. My goodness. Yeah, Marner's on an absolute heater, we know, uh, right now. And again, Matthews is a work in progress. By his standards, you see the graphic on the screen right now, a 12-game point streak for Marner, 17 points. And I don't even think he's played, you know, close to the his best hockey or the, the best that he can play. Like, that's a scary thing about Mitch Marner, right? I'm glad you said that because I haven't really yeah. ticketed him. When you look at, like, Tavares and 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 willie yeah. it's kind of like they seem to be standing out and marner's like hey can you do some like fucking outrageous stuff right now and just take over a game and win it yourself and he hasn't really done that and then you look at these things you're like oh my god he's just kind of i don't want to say quietly because he's done some pretty pretty it awesome is, things out there but he's yeah. just kind of like i didn't realize it was that hot like exactly you feel like he can get even hotter which is kind of crazy yeah. and if him and matthews fire up at the same time good god you know these guys could go on a a big old heater like some of the other teams in the NHL have been doing this year. Maybe he's concentrating on playing defense. That's the issue here. But I, I think you're so right. And that's what is so compelling and polarizing about Mitch Marner. And then you see him playing the Stanley Cup playoffs and you wonder where it is. But again, he's not even playing anywhere close to how good he can play. And you see right there with the graphic, uh, 12 games, 17 points. It really, really is impressive. So coming up tonight, another busy week for the Maple Leafs in general. They're pretty much playing every other day the last little while. Home to the New York Islanders to wrap up a three-game uh, mini homestand here. So the Islanders are 11-8-0 through 19 games. Toronto 10-5-4. and um, Again, it's a, it's a distant memory what they did, what transpired 4-4-2 in the month of October. The Leafs are 6-1-2 here in November. They're feeling good about life. And I think any time the Isles and Leafs get together, you, you can't not talk about John Tavares. And the big story tonight is 300th regular season game as a member of the Maple Leafs. Time flies. Big time, man. I can't believe he's racked up 300 already. And 
it's kind of nice yeah. he got what is that goal 400 off his back there last week yeah so that's kind of mm -hmm. nice he doesn't have that even though it would have been cool for him to do it against the islanders but whatever there yeah. we don't need all that extra storylines and shit like that but i just uh I mean, the Islanders are a good team. Like, they're just as good as the teams they've been playing lately. And I know that, you know, it doesn't look like that. So it's easy to get up for the Devils and to be, like, super jacked and, like, we need one here. This is a premier team. But if if yeah. you kind of show up half-hearted, like, like, you know... You, they're not the Buffalo Sabres. These guys are these mm -hmm. guys are a better hockey team, and their numbers are good. They're not phenomenal jumping off at you, but man, they could beat the Maple Leafs easily. And we, I think that's what this team needs to understand is uh, you know consistency and and showing up every night and not not letting any slip away, right? Because you need to be able to access your your hot shit whenever you need. And like you mentioned in the playoffs, man, when. If you don't have that identity where you can just you know what to do and how to turn it on, man, come playoff time, if things aren't going well, well then what do you just do? You just stand there with fucking nothing going on and you're not capable of of turning it on. That's the last thing you need. So these are the type of games where I want to see, hey, it may not go as good. They might come out a little bit hot and kind of stun you. Yeah. How do you respond? Whatever the case is, like fuck, don't take this team lightly and learn how to learn how to win against everybody, man. That's kind of the next step for this team, I think. I think the Islanders are proving the last year was an anomaly, but I think you're bang on with that assessment. A four-game road trip concludes tonight for the Islanders, a 1-2-0. And to that point, I expect a bit of a grind fest tonight. The Islanders have been surrendering yeah. goals left and right the last couple of games in back-to-back -back losses against Nashville and Dallas. I think they surrendered two five spots. I think a big thing to look at with this team, obviously they're very, very defensive-minded. Matthew Barzell is off to a great start. So is Brock Nelson. And uh, my dark horse pick to win the Vesna Trophy, Ilya Sorokin, uh, likely to get the call tonight for the Islanders. And as mentioned earlier on, it looks like Eric Schalgren is going to start this game. So it's going to be very, very interesting from that standpoint, because obviously there's the definitive edge for the Islanders in the crease too, right? Yeah, it looks that way again. And that's something people don't really look at when they just see the two logos side by side. Um, <clears throat> definitely. And, you know, like you said, they, they've lost a few, you know, high scoring games recently. I like everyone says, oh, jump on that train. Like they're letting in goals right now. I, to me, I think they're going to correct that like fucking crazy, yeah. man. Like don't expect that, you know, next game. Like that's what the NHL is, is making huge adjustments yeah. on a big problem like that. You don't surrender five back to back games and then just do it again unless you're just a shit team. And I don't not, I do not think the Islanders are a shit team this year. So I expect them to tighten that up substantially. And, you know, they're putting Sorokin in and we got our third string slash fourth string in. And I, I like Shalgren. He's been really solid. He stepped in and, and done a lot of good things for this team and kept them in the mix here throughout some injury problems. But, um, you know, you don't have your big boy in and they do. And, you know, this is one that could slip away. I think two points would be just a phenomenal game here. I'm not taking the Islanders lightly at all. Yeah, I'm skeptical for sure on this game, but certainly have confidence in the way the Leafs have played the last little while. They've been really, really impressive. But again, as you mentioned, I think they better be ready because the Islanders will be ready in this game. Number one, they're they're always ready, especially against Toronto, especially against John Tavares. You know, the Islanders are going to play their best game. And number two, they're a more offensive team under Lane Lambert. Like, that's the one thing I've noticed. We had Barry Trotz on the show last week. Now it's Lane Lambert running the show behind the bench more of an offensive-minded team for the Islanders. And that's why I'm curious to see what type of style, what type of brand they're going to bring into this season's matchup. Because last year didn't go very, very well for the Islanders in general. Start that season off with a crazy killer road trip. Open up the new barn. 
I thought they were chasing it all year round. And, and, and now it's a different team this year. The goaltending has been much more steadier, but they're scoring more goals. That's what I'm really noticing. Watch out for Oliver Wallstrom, by the way. Yeah, they can put the puck in the net. And, you know, I, I just hope that, you know, with that more offensive style of play that they, you know, leave themselves success, uh, susceptible defensively and, you know, look yeah. at the guys that we have on fire. We just highlighted that. So, uh, you know, open things up for our boys to take advantage. And, you know, I think that's kind of why they've been, you know, letting the puck fill their net recently. But again, I think they will correct that. But say they don't and they have a, a brain fart and think they're going to, you know, I don't I wouldn't want to go against the Toronto Maple Leafs in a in a shootout and when you're just playing you know a complete track meet and just slinging it seeing what happens like oh, good luck boys we got some firepower and they're firing right now so have fun with that but I think they'll play a more defensively uh, tight game because they're playing the Maple Leafs with their offensive power and because they've been struggling defensively they're going to try to clean that up in a big way but like you said their identity isn't as much of of that under lane but you know more so a trots thing so I don't know I, you're not gonna I, you, you don't win games just running and gunning the Maple Leafs have proved that you can't be just pure firepower and rely on winning deep in the playoffs with four stud offensive players that doesn't get it done and obviously it's not hasn't been working for the Isles the last couple of games but uh, like you said it didn't really work last year either so they're trying to find an identity and bottom line is a team like that 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 has been letting their net be filled a little bit too much I think they're going to tighten it up defensively before we get to the wrap-up, just your general thoughts on tonight's line via Points Back Canada, where it's like the definitive underdog in this game is the New York Islanders, and the definitive favorite is the Toronto Maple Leafs. In general, that is a story, and we've talked why throughout the early season here, but I hate to say it, but I think if you're looking to bet on this game from a side standpoint, I think there's a lot of value in the New York Islanders tonight, Rosie. Yeah, I've been noticing that lately, too. <clears throat> I haven't really been... Yeah. Uh, betting on the Leafs much this year I've been doing like player props and who do I think's due to yeah. score and, and that type of thing but it, it reminds me of like when Tiger Woods enters a tournament and everyone's so jacked and he hasn't played in a year <laughs> and his <laughs> odds are like the second favorite to win Insane. the goddamn tournament he doesn't have a hope in hell but people just fucking love throwing money on you know popular popular players popular teams and yeah. it seems like the Leafs have just got that market man where so many people are watching and so many people love them and so many people are hoping that they can't give good odds and, and risk getting crushed yeah. one night so they just give the shittiest odds and it's night after night so I, I don't even bother with them because my heart leads to I'm going to bet against the Leafs and I just don't like that I yeah. like it when the Leafs win I like cheering for the Leafs so I take other bets in when that's happening and that's happening a lot lately especially when they're playing really good man Vegas is like we don't need to get rinsed by this team tonight definitely I get it maybe odds makers know that it's career game number uh, 300 as a Maple Leaf for John Tavares with that in mind the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at Points Bet Canada hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We're flying by the seat of our pants here on on, on this Monday, but I like John Tavares over uh, 0.5 assists in this game. So I referenced the revenge game. It's always fun when JT plays the Islanders. Four apples uh, in the last four games. Again, it's a revenge game. Eight games in total against his New York Islanders, a former team. Um, two goals and two assists, so four points in eight games against the Islanders. And as mentioned, it is a career game 300 as a Maple Leaf. So you got to think some money on the board tonight for JT, right? Oh, for sure. He'll put something fat up there after getting a couple milestones out of the way and having one tonight and former team. My God, it's a... Uh... Big money night, maybe a team dinner. I bet you I see a TD up on the win, uh, up on the whiteboard tonight. TD, Johnny T, why not? But uh, I uh, I like him with an appetizer. Why not, man? He's been getting tons of points. Willie's flying. Let's just go over 0.5 assists. Fucking easy, man. Hammer it. Bet the Let's farm on it. Bet your car on it. it. Um, you heard it here. No, I wouldn't go that far. I, I definitely would not go that far. But people, for people unfamiliar, again, you played in the NHL. Money on the board in that concept. Can you explain what transpires and what kind of occasion sparks money on the board? Yeah, so money on the board is just a guy, everyone, like right when everything's done, the meetings are done and the boys are just getting their shit on. Sock tapes grappling around everybody's legs and finishing up your skates and you're redoing your stick right before like the countdown's going down. Guys will just walk up, throw your number and a dollar amount on the board. That means if we win, I pay that to the team fund. When you go out with the boys or you're doing something, the team fund picks up any tabs that's going on. So obviously there's incentive to juice it for the boys and you're doing something generous like, hey, we're builds team camaraderie and all that kind of thing. So if it's your first game, if you just sign a new contract, if it's a milestone game, if you used to play against this team or play for this team, any plethora of reasons can put it on. I've got a funny story is, um, you know, the Chicago Wolves in the American Hockey League were run by some deep tied Chicago boys back in the day. And they were in the Calder Cup finals and the owner walks in the room and just writes $1 million on the board and walked out. And the boys were like fucking jacked because they, <laughs> broke it down between the 23 guys on the roster or whatever and it was pretty good money for guys playing in the american league so they were just off yeah. their ass and they won the whole thing and the guy was prepared to break up a million bucks and send it and then the pa came in and people came in and said ah, ah, ah you can't do this and the league shut her all down but definitely the biggest uh biggest story of money on the board i've ever heard wasn't a million bucks in the american league by uh the chicago wolves owner <laughs> 
That's incredible. I could only wonder this past weekend how much Mackenzie Weger and, and Jonathan Huberto had put together for that return to Sunrise. Like, that's probably the biggest money you can find, especially like a revenge game like that, where it's like a well-known commodity. You know the coin's got to be large, no? Yeah, two guys uh, going back together that have both, like, signed big tickets, and especially Huberto, like... Uh, there'd be some money on the board for sure. And again, those TDs are nice when those big boys sign their like long-term deals, like team dinner and you go and you're just, there's fucking Wagyu beef going everywhere. And you just, <laughs> you're that fucking guys ordered every, everything on the menu, right? Oh yeah. Why not? Well, my rookie party, they're ordering like Louis the 18th and these guys don't even fucking drink whatever that stuff is. And they have a sip and you see like, you see like $200 glasses of Lord knows what just sitting on the table, like left to the dust. And you're like, my God, this is ridiculous. So you got to get her back that is, sometimes. That's being filthy rich. As you know, being around millionaires, the way you have throughout your career, uh, Rosie, excellent job today. I know it, uh, the journey continues at Disneyland. I believe you go home in a couple of days from now, but, uh, looking forward to this one tonight, it's the Leafs and the New York Islanders. And I want to see something from my guy, JT 300 career games, the Maple Leaf, pretty crazy. I want to see a fight. Fight somebody, JT. Do something totally <laughs> no, that, unexpected. That's not a thing anymore. There is no fighting in the NHL, Rosie. It's we it's don't over, need JT. Dude. I feel like it's up, man. Maybe I just follow different Instagram uh, yeah, maybe. accounts. Maybe. That, like, allow for it. But I'm like, the boys are scrapping again. And they start, like, the right way. It's not like the 06, square up, good luck, man, right on. It's like, yeah. fuck you, fuck you. Maybe I'm just following yeah. the right Instagram accounts. But I keep seeing guys just dusting the right way, which gives me hope. Because I feel like through 15, 16, 17, 18... Those years, fighting was way down. I don't know if the numbers corroborate that, mm -hmm. but it seems like it's kind of back with a bit of vengeance, which is just fucking awesome to see. Well, you know why? Because everybody's like Instagram friends now. It's like fucking kumbaya. Dude, I couldn't believe it on the weekend. I'm sure you saw my tweet. And I, I understand Huberto had a lot of time in Florida, but like he got one last pass from Barkov in the pregame. Imagine pulling that off in 96 or 97, in the 90s. And Bobby Probert yeah. would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it, I don't know. It's a different league. There was a good tilt in that game, by the way. Lomberg and Dennis Gilbert went at it. And it was one of those, like, premeditated jams, it felt like. But I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Sweet. Yeah, I keep getting nice ones come across my feed, man. But, <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely different. <laughs> like, when we played or, like, back in the day, it was you, you even, I don't know, you'd have buddies on the other side of the ice. And you're like, I'm not fucking looking at him tonight. And you'd, and, like, yeah maybe quietly you'd give him a little shot of your butt in and be like what's up fucker when no one's looking and he'd yeah. just be like hey buddy like fucking but we're focused on what we're doing and you got to pretend you hate the guy and that's fine yeah and a push comes to yeah. shove you would fight your friend and that does happen but nowadays it's like just openly like let's give hugs across the red line and fuck do that back where no one's oh. looking like we want to see you guys fucking hate each other for two hours and why not it's not like it's fucking serious. You can pat each other on the back after, but go after each other. All the more so if you're friends. Look to fucking line him up a little bit more so you got something to hang over his head for the next couple of decades. Yeah, no, it's a perfect example because Matthew Kachuk in that game, you would never have realized that it was his former team he was playing, man. He was playing the same Matthew Kachuk style, heavy, you know, hard, and I just could not get enough of Jonathan Huberto getting one last pass in the pregame from Sasha Barkov. I'm like, is this the National League, or am I playing fucking beer leagues on Sunday a bit more physical than these games? But we'll leave it at that. Um, excellent stuff, and uh, we'll talk tomorrow. So for Jay Rosehill, I'm Nick Alberga. Talk on Tuesday, a full recap of Leafs and Islanders. Take care. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 